Welcome to Creatively Christian, a podcast by Theophany Media, where we inspire, inform, educate, and empower creative Christians of all types. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Hollingsworth. In Rachel Oxborough's first episode, she talks with interior designer and art gallery owner Debbie Marino about the life-altering power of prophetic art. So, hi, it's Rachel here, and I'm presenting Debbie Marino, who runs the Prophetics Gallery in North Carolina, and this is such an opportunity to speak with her and just get get know more about what she does and how she's got started getting involved in the artwork and representing Christian artists out there. So, Debbie, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your family life and where you live, and just, yeah, what inspired Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. Yes. Um, so I am a mother of two. Um, I have two young adult uh, children, a daughter who's going to school near you in the UK at the Royal Veterinary College, and she's finishing up this year in June. Uh, and then a son that is um, here in Raleigh, North Carolina. He works in a nonprofit, and he also attends Catch the Fire. I'm with Catch the Fire. Um, Raleigh, but I am an interior designer. Um, I have been doing that for about 28 years. Before that, I was in corporate America, Um, but uh, really got started with um, the gallery about six years ago, and it was a situation where my son went through a very difficult time with depression and anxiety, Uh, not unlike most kids his age, going through college and struggling and, you know, don't know what to do with this life kind of thing. And um, just really interesting story. We went to this one church. I was raised Catholic and my kids were raised Catholic and went through Catholic um, schooling. And um, we happened to go to this wonderful church and they had, it was a spiritual church, um, non-denominational, we'll call it. And uh, they were painting on stage. One of the artists was painting on stage during the service. And after the service was over, my son got a piece of art. And um, the artist was talking about how she was praying and she heard some words and what she needed to paint. And there was a young man in the audience that was going through a severe depression, anxiety, and it just blew all of us away, you know, because we're just not used to this kind of art and, or, or any of this, you know, with the Catholic church. And so um, my son really, it just changed his life because a lot of what she described in the art piece and what the art piece represented were things that he saw when he was younger. Yeah. And things he was going through and he needed to hear and it just changed his life. And so as an interior designer, I'm thinking, what is this all about? And I've never heard of it. And how does this art really help and encourage people? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I went to college with a a degree in psychology and, and business, but I really did like I wanted to go into therapy with kids and stuff like that. And it just it just kind of blew me away. And I thought if there's a way to take artwork in the design field and put it in an atmosphere to change lives, to encourage and build them up um, and build people up, whether it be in business. Now I'm a designer that works in all different areas, commercial, residential, healthcare. And I just think if I could put this in a healthcare center or a nursing home and it 
it encourages and builds people up and mm. helps bring healing and hope, you know, that's what I wanted to do. And I felt like it was a new avenue for me. So I still do design, but not as much anymore. And I do more of the gallery. Okay, so. right. So you've also been an interior designer yourself. So you're, you're an artist as well. Yes. Interiors. <laughs> and so, but you felt, you know, that experience with your son who was going through a really difficult time was so touched by that piece of artwork. It really inspired you to get what you call, was it prophetic art? You know, yes. out into you know, the communities, you know, that sounds phenomenal. Yeah, because, you know, like, art is very healing, isn't it? And Oh, yes. You know, and I guess your son being so touched by that has really sort of moved you. So tell me a little bit more about how you envisaged pulling all these ideas of bringing art into the community and then bringing artists together to make it happen. Well, um... One of the first things I did was to search to see if there was prophetic art online. And there was very little. Um, there were people that were training um, about it and having programs and things of that sort. But I got to thinking, you know, when I spoke with my husband, I said, there's nobody representing these artists. So I'm going to start a website. And so I did. I just started a website and I figured the only way I'm going to be able to get it out to the world is um, I can't afford a gallery right now. So maybe online yeah. didn't realize how much that entails because I am definitely not computer literate and I had to learn a lot. Yeah. But I started the website. I started with two or three artists. Yeah. And it grew. And within um, two years three years we were up to like um I think it was like 80 artists and then we we've gone up since then we've gone up to about 100 and I think we're at 125 almost 130 I've talked with a few more artists that may be signing on so we've grown and um not only were we in the U.S. but now we're in 21 countries wow. so we're all over and um and it's been really exciting I you know the thing that's really been very rewarding to me is seeing that we're connecting all these artists that paint prophetically yeah. and it's not just artwork we have prophetic photography we have um artisans that move in jewelry um we're going to be maybe signing on some people that do clothing uh and different things like that so you know we're, we're seeing all kinds of artists and artisans and photographers coming on board. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So tell me how you talk a lot about prophetic artists. So what is the difference between someone who's a prophetic artist and someone who's just an artist, not just an artist, but you know, it works as an artist. Yeah, a secular artist versus a prophetic yeah. artist. Um, a prophetic artist is someone who really takes to prayer before they um, create. They are trying to find out what it is that's on God's heart to paint. And um, they do it because they want to encourage, bring hope and healing. Yeah. And so it's sort of like art therapy in a way, but not really art therapy because they're not going through any specific training to do this. Yeah. Um, and so what we find is that some of the artists, when you come on our website, um, they will have a scripture 
um, that is kind of laid on their heart and they paint according to that scripture. Um, and I can share a piece with you just to give you an idea. So Patty Sheets, who's one of our artists in North Carolina, she created this piece. She's, she's phenomenal. She has created a piece where it depicts um, Revelations, and I wrote it down, uh, Revelations 19.11. It's, um, and and this is what this particular scripture says, then I saw heaven open and behold a white horse. The one sitting on it is called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he judges and makes war. He is called the word of God, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. And it goes on. I, I just kind of briefly gave you some of the others, but it, it, she really goes by um, Revelations 19, 11, that one verse. But if you read through Revelations 19, it really gives you a whole depiction of this. So Jesus with the diadems and the sun and in the sun is an angel and he's calling the lamb, which is um, God's people to rise up. And Revelations is that war where he takes down Satan and um and all the evil in the world and it's god's army coming back and jesus is on the white horse so that's what that one is and so you'll get people who will get a scripture like that and um it brings you know uh, teaching of the bible it brings um hope and healing knowing that the lord is on top of things (laughs) and um And that's kind of what happened with my son with the piece that he got. It brought hope and healing. And it's something that nobody else would have known unless it was God himself giving that artist that artwork to paint. So, you know, sometimes it's hard for people to understand that. But we have found more and more people coming to the website that are just blown away by the artwork and creativity. And it's really speaking to their hearts and You know, during this whole epidemic with COVID and shutdowns and everything, we are finding people visiting more and more. We get between 100 to 300 people a week. So it's well over, you know, quite a few thousand, (laughs) over a thousand uh, really coming every month to to view the website and and purchase art. Um, We're praying that the Um, purchasing will happen more and more. We sell art prints for the artists. We don't sell the original artwork. Some, some things we can help set up um, with the original artwork, but um, usually we sell the prints of photography and art. We do sell some sculptures and some jewelry and things like that, which is original work. But um, as far as the artwork and photography, it's prints. So, yes, that's really incredible that you've got such a range and you're getting so many visits to your website. And I really love what you're saying around how, sorry, I missed the name of the artist you were mentioning. What was her name? It's Patty. Um, she, she, her middle, her main name is Horinshak, which is Russian, but it's Patty Sheets. And you can always, um, when uh, people go yeah. into the website, can type in her name and it, it will pull up all her art. So uh, yeah, so I'm guessing what I'm sensing, because obviously I'm training as an art psychotherapist, so it's very interesting what you're talking about, and often we work in symbols, and what I'm sensing looking at that art is very much Patty's interpretation of that, you know, that scripture in terms of symbolic representation, and she's put it down on paper, and I think from a therapeutic standpoint, people are probably feeling that connection, because 
unconscious we talk about the unconscious mind works in symbols so yeah so that's why yeah so it doesn't work in words so the unconscious mind or the soul or the spirit wherever you might want to take that you know I, I think it's very key that we understand how we operate mentally and that's why you probably find that people respond so positively to art it's almost like you're saying isn't it that it's not necessarily about a piece of art that makes your room look beautiful it's more about a piece of art that speaks to you spiritually and means something and is enhancing you in some way emotionally Mm -hmm. spiritually physically maybe even people get physical healings from it I have read books on that actually where people have yeah. surgeries with a certain condition and they've seen a piece of art and they've got totally healed just by looking at that piece so, yes. yeah that is so true and we've we've heard testimonies like that from time to time you know art is a visual language that everyone can read And it can touch them. So it's a universal language. And I I really do believe that people can be healed by looking at a piece. We had um, just one testimony a while ago, a couple of years ago at Christmas, we had sold this one piece. It was done by an artist up in New Hampshire. She lost her daughter to um, cancer Mm -hmm. and um, she had cancer and then just recently lost her husband to cancer. But she had um, created this piece with a mom with a little child on her lap. And um, this lady um, saw this piece and said, I had to have it because I lost my, my child. And um, it just spoke to her. And she said it brought so much hope and encouragement, you know, it, and, you know, we just get these stories all the time where, you know, someone sees a piece and it just reminds them of, of a difficult time they went through. But like this artist, you know, we all get through those times. And it was interesting that she could relate to the artist because she lost a child too. So it, it you know, it's just amazing. Um, you know, the different stories we get, we also have had stories where artists have painted a picture and um, somebody going through divorce and it helped them get through that divorce because it was just something that reminded them of, of some warm feeling, something that was, you know, giving them um, encouragement. So again, very good you know how this art touches people yeah no definitely I can really hear that and I think it's interesting you were talking about this one language and I think somebody I think it was Jake who started the opening mentioned something about you know in the end times or something we're all going to speak this one language and I wonder if it is going to be the creatives that are going to really have the, that powerful voice where like you said it's a universal language so an image can say so many things that words can't really and you don't need to speak that language of the artist either so yeah and I think it's really exciting um so I was just gonna ask you um yeah it's just around the business side of it and how you would encourage other fellow creatives to get sort of overstep any sort of hurdles they might be experiencing getting started as a creative or taking those steps into developing their creative business like you said you really struggled with the technology and I'm a technophobe in fact we were really struggling to set up this zoom call to begin with but we figured it out in the end but 
it's so funny because every artist I speak to says the same thing. And it's like, oh, I don't like the business side. I just want to be in the studio. And that's one of the reasons why we created what we did, because we knew it was going to be hard for them. And so I'm more business minded than I am creative. I guess I'm half and half. Actually, when I took a test, I was half and half creative and business minded. But um, yes, uh, for for the artists, I always recommend that they perfect their skills, get comfortable with, you know, the style that they like, um, do try new things, of course, but, um, and we, we recommend, I know you had mentioned you had interviewed Matt Tommy recently. Well, Matt Tommy is a person that we recommend some of our artists to because um, he does put together workshops, um, both in the US and internationally, and then he does a lot online now. And he has a home mentorship program. So, uh, and I met Matt a few times and he's incredible. So we highly recommend our artists to go there. Um, we take on artists that we feel are seasoned, you know, not, not everybody that does prophetic art are ready for gallery, uh, you know, but I don't ever discourage because I always say, um, we have had artists I have seen where they've started out with a, a skill that's very close to gallery. I've taken them on knowing that God was just going to help grow their skill. So I um, have been like overwhelmed how they've gone from in one year from this level to a whole different level. And so um, so sometimes I, I will take someone who is just almost there, but not quite. Um, but anybody who's still in the beginning stages, I really recommend that they go through some training, get some. Um, we have a lot of artists that do training programs uh, online. As I said, Matt Tommy does programs and um, Teresa Deadman at Bethel Church has some programs uh, out there. I know she just recently said she's going to retire and go to, I think, San Francisco. So there's going to probably be somebody else taking her place at Bethel. So those are some of the things. There's some books out there that Matt Tommy has written and Teresa Dedman had written a book. Um, there's probably some other artists. I do have some artists with art gallery. We have Grace Bailey. He's yeah. written a book, um, Painting with God. Um, we have Judy, Judy, uh, Johnson, and, um, we also have, uh, Mandy Adenoff and some of those are with their artwork in it and explaining what they do. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I encourage every artist to don't pressure yourself, just do it in steps. Yeah. Um, and, uh, God will bring you to where you need to be. And, you know, you want to bring encouragement and, and beauty and hope and it's important to just to develop that and really listen intentively to what God is asking you to paint because that really is you know for people that don't understand that's sort of an anointing that you get and it helps um it really helps to um touch people's lives in in ways that Sometimes a secular artist won't be able to do. I'm not saying secular artists can't touch lives. I don't, I don't want anybody to misunderstand that. Okay. They can. But okay. this is just another little bit of a level that I think um, through scripture and through prayer brings people a little bit closer to, um, you know, understanding um, God and understanding how he can help in the healing process as well. 
Yeah, no, that's really helpful. So you basically, it's a process really, isn't it? And, you know, it's a process that I think being, I consider myself a prophetic artist as well, where I feel that God speaks through my art and to me. And it's almost like, as a, if you're a prophetic artist, it's almost like you have to paint what's in your head. It's like God's put something in you and you have to get it out. Otherwise, it just boils away. And then once <laughs> it's out, it's like, oh. Thank, <laughs> Thank God it's out. And now it's I feel out. better. And, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things. In, I think prophetic art is such a new idea in the church, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's one of those most powerful elements that we really need to start utilising. But there is just this education piece around, well, it's not just art. Like you said, you know, you've got secular artists that are phenomenal and do amazing things. And art is a communication tool, whatever angle you come from. Um, but this prophetic it's not just about making a beautiful piece of art and and like you said there's a difference between gallery ready and just paint you know doing a piece of work like that person in the church for your son you know she may have not done a gallery piece I don't know but it's really meaningful and I think you know there's a lot of elitism around art and people don't want to make art because they're fearful of being judged or they're not good enough and and I think an element of prophetic art yes you've got the gallery prophetic art but you've also got the you know sorry I've got a piece of home (laughs) (laughs) I can't talk um you know the you've got those people that just can just draw something and be super meaningful to somebody else you know yeah and I I can share an example of that um out in Bethel there was a story where they had gone on the street and they took kids and with crayons and a little piece of paper. And one little girl did a painting and handed it to a homeless man and it touched him in such a way. So it does, the competitiveness around this is not important because you can just do a little stick drawing with something that really means something to someone and it will touch them in such a way like this little girl did with a crayon drawing. So, you know, I encourage everybody to do this. And, you know, you may not um, be doing it for a gallery. You may just be doing it in your local community to help, you know, people get over things. Uh, We also have um, artists that help train and work with the um, military. You know, there's so many people going through post-traumatic stress disorder. And so sometimes just getting them to learn how to paint to help them through their healing process, kind of like what you're doing with art yeah. therapy. And that's helpful. One other thing I wanted to mention, prophetic art is new to our world, so to speak, but it's not new. It actually goes back centuries. It's It actually comes out of um, the Bible when Bezalel had to create the mercy seat and create the tabernacle. Mm. And so the Lord downloads the first time the Holy Spirit overshadows him and downloads a bunch of information to be able to create specifically the mercy seat mm. and the tabernacle. And he and all the artisans during that time after they fled Egypt, they had received all the gold and silver and all when they fled Egypt into the wilderness. And they used that to create all of these items. And so 
it's been around for centuries and we can see it with Michelangelo. Yeah. We can see it in different um, artists over the centuries, um, especially during the times when, you know, they had such darkness mm-hmm. and um, the, the, the Black Plague and things like that. All, all during those centuries, these artists helped bring people out yeah. of that darkness and and again Mike Michelangelo is one of the famous ones um there's been some out of Ireland in different places where um they've created different books and and things um that help you know picture books actually that helped depict the bible and help depict different things um that helped people out of those difficult times in in history so it's nothing new, but it's new to our world because nobody talks about it. And so that's the reason for creating the gallery, too, because we just wanted to start educating people about, you know, something that's been around for centuries, but people don't really advertise it in the art world. <laughs> so. yeah, no, and it's like stained glass windows in churches. Yeah. Before people could read, they used the stained glass windows to teach people about the Bible stories. And, yeah. yeah, And I think we've just become so focused on the written word, haven't we? And so mm-hmm. word focused. And that's really important. And we need to focus on the word and, and writing. That's another element of creativity as well. But it's just that image, and like I was saying before, it's we are, you know, body, soul, and spirit. And it's almost when we don't, we take the image out, we're missing a part of our humanity. And I think by bringing the image in, it's just bringing in the missing piece of who we are as people to communicate, not just verbally or, you know, by writing. It's that drawing element as well. And it's so good for our mental health. I mean, oh, yes. I'm a creative well-being specialist, so I'm all about, you know, just draw something. It's good for your brain. <laughs> it's it's whether, true. It is, whether it comes out good or not, um, it's really good for your brain. It releases, it slows your breathing down, releases endorphins, you know, a really positive experience. And like you say, when people work with, you know soldiers or people with PTSD just the act of drawing or creating is really good for their minds it slows your breathing down and really is a form of mindfulness and obviously you've got to be really careful about doing any sort of therapeutic work that that's with a trained professional but you know the actual act of creating art is absolutely phenomenal and it's lovely to hear about the little girl giving out images I mean that what an evangelistic tool is that I mean is that you I, know. I mean people say you know we hear we've heard you you know we've heard all the words and stuff but to draw a little picture and like you say the symbol to that homeless person you know yeah it's really amazing to him oh well, I think that's another thing we could be doing isn't it like just yeah. draw pictures for people you know sure. yeah sure so like talking about um well-being so is there anything particular that you would promote as a you know a believer who believes in creativity do you have any sort of lifestyle habits that you bring alongside to sort of exercise as a you know successful business creative well the most important thing for me um I don't know how everyone else works but for me um God comes first in my life I've had situations you know with the sun going through depression different things like that that I have to have time with the Lord 
in the morning and before I go to bed. Uh, I try to be consistent every day. Sometimes it's hard. It's throughout the day too. Sometimes I, 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 I have to have that relationship where I'm talking with him and letting him know, you know, I'm happy, I'm sad, whatever. And I, you know, I just have conversations with him. And I feel like a lot of times he gives me inspiration mm-hmm. and direction through all of that. Yeah. And it's led me to where I am today. Um, I'll give you a, 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 an example. When I went to that church where my son had gotten that prophetic art, um, there was um, a, a, a little girl. Actually, it was the pastor's daughter who gave me a piece of artwork. And the artwork was like a little abstract. I think she was like maybe 10 at the time or 12. Yeah. And it it was based on Psalm 1-3. And I'll tell you what it says. It, he is planted like a tree. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water that yield its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither and in all he does, he prospers. And um, this is how God works. My son was going through severe depression. My sister was going through Alzheimer's. We had a, a, that year was a year of like a tsunami of things. And I know people have this happen in their lives and that's why I'm sharing it. And, you know, I was putting God first. I was asking God for help and all of that. And that particular scripture followed me through the next few years where every time I had my son in the hospital, we were wheeling him down to the psychiatric center where he had to go and deal with the anxiety, had high anxiety, actually, he was diagnosed with As I'm going down the hallway, I'm passing artwork that has the trees planted by the water in the street. I go to take my sister to her doctors, and then we find out she has Alzheimer's and all this. In the as I go down into the office, I see another big painting with streams, trees planted by the water. And it was like Every and and this went on and on through that year and um, maybe a couple of years after that, and every time I felt like the Lord was saying, through the art, I'm with you. Yeah. You're planted. You're strong. I'm going to help you through these seasons. You're going to prosper. You're going to make it through. And that's why I'm just like God. God works through art. God works through our difficult circumstances. So for me, I have to put him first and I have to listen to him because that's the only way I know I'm going to do well. I'm not, it's not that you don't go through difficult times in life. You do, but he's with you. He never leaves you. And so for me, I feel I just need to have time with the Lord. And I, I highly recommend it to anybody because, you know, we, we do go through difficult times in life. What's going to get you through? I feel my face sustains me through those difficult times. And that artwork was funny how he had that as a theme through those years. And, uh, you know, so I, I just get blown away <laughs> from yeah, some of the things I see. That's, that's phenomenal, isn't it? How God's used lots of things to speak yeah. to you in those difficult times. And you're so right to have that time of quiet and to spend yeah. time with God and, you know, connect with him. And, you know, yeah. and that is a really good, you know, exercise in terms of some people might call it grounding or mind. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's just being present, isn't it? And yeah. aware of yourself. And I really liked this said earlier about how you often just tell God where you are, like either you're happy or you're sad. So mm-hmm. it's really good to name those emotions and share that with God. And God's obviously safe, isn't he? So you can do that yeah. without worry. So yeah, so and how is your son these days? Is he he's doing great? He is. Yeah. He's gone through a process of um, you know, since that happened, that was back in his, um, early twenties and now he's going to be 31 in March. He's done really well. He, um, finished college. It took a little longer, but he did a lot of it online. He went to Liberty university, got his degree in Christian ministries. And then on, oh, just unbeknownst to us, he was just like, I'm going to Toronto. I'm going to do school up in Toronto, with Carol and John Arnott's program at Catch the Fire. And he went up for six months. The last month, he had to get on a plane and go to England. He was on a team of 12 that did ministry work out there. And God used him in a situation. He told me he was in this group and this lady was in the group and he shared his story, his testimony, and it touched her heart. And she was going through severe depression. And because of his testimony, she just got new encouragement and and just kind of lifted her out of that and just felt like, you know, if, if God got him through it, she'll get through it too with God's help. So I mean, he's been incredibly generous, isn't he? Because he shares his story. Yes. And I think that's phenomenal because I think there's so much stigma around mental health, isn't there? Yeah. Are so yeah. scared to share their experiences because of the fear of being judged. I mean, I've I've got I've had CPTSD and it's a horrible condition, but I share mm-hmm. it because I want people to know that you can survive this and you can be successful. It doesn't have to be your label. It doesn't have to weigh you down. And with God, all things you know work together for good and I think it actually makes you a much more powerful stronger person yes you face these issues because when you've been to those places and you've overcome them I mean what else can take you down really it's exactly and the fact that he shared his story with someone else and they were so encouraged by that that's phenomenal Yes. Yeah. so yeah just thinking about you know because I think we might be coming up to yeah, I've got a few minutes left. Sure. What are you reading at the moment? What's your go-to book at the moment? Do you want to share? Right now, I am reading Spiritual Intelligence. It's probably backwards on the thing, but it's by Chris Ballatin, who's oh, out in yeah. Bethel. Chris. Yeah. And Chris was just at our church at Catch the Fire Raleigh with Heidi Baker. And oh. um, it was really interesting it's really teaching you how to think um, more intelligently on a spiritual level and um, that it, it's helping your, your pathways and your natural pathways in your brain to think beyond and get more creative. And so it's, it's really kind of a spiritual book, I believe. And um, it helps you to create the path. He says, um, helps to increase the capacity for spiritual intelligence to, to transform um, your life and to transform the life of others. And isn't that what prophetic art does, you know? And so he, he really tells you about, you know, 
natural IQ and then the spiritual IQ. And um, it's just really interesting. And I'm enjoying that. I haven't finished it. Obviously, I'm just starting it, but that's a good one. Um, The other books that I've really found inspiring is um, Bill Johnson's book, The Power That Changes the World. And so that's been a really good book. And then um, some other books are like, um, I have a a secular guy who I'm sure a lot of people have heard of is Seth Godin. And Seth Godin is like the marketing guru here um, from New York. And he has, um, this is marketing. And my challenge is always how to do marketing better. (laughs) And, you know, he's written some other books, you know, that are really phenomenal. And, uh, and then Ed Silvosa, who is um, a pastor and goes around to different countries and teaches about how to change cultures and, and government with, you know, um, with their Christian um, perspective. And he talks about the ecclesia and the ecclesia is really the church and um, how God uses the church to help um, in nations, you know, to change nations and uh, influence governments and you know, uh, presidents and rulers to help them run things more effectively in a Christian manner, you know, and it's just amazing what he has done. So those are kind of some of the books I've been reading over the last year or two. Yeah. Very good collection there. Yes. I think once I finished my master's, I might have time to (laughs) (laughs) finding the time that's hard. Hard. Um, so yeah, so how can our listeners connect with you, Debbie? Oh, sure. Um, our website is propheticsgallery.com, and that's spelled P-R-O-P-H-E-T-I-C-S Gallery, all one word, dot com. That's our website for all the art, the artists, and um, you can read through it. And we have all kinds of categories you can look through. And we have a drop down if you want to look by artist, um, or you can just put a, um, their names in the search bar or the title of the piece in the search bar. Yeah. Um, so Sometimes you can just type in like birds and things will come up with that or horses and, you know, whatever you're interested in. And um, we also started a new website where some of the artwork is now on items and it's a new website. We're trying to get that really launched and going. It's called inspiredguild.com and that's one word inspiredguild.com and that will be like items on cell phone cases um you know uh computer uh cases um we'll also have um t-shirts and um items for all family members infant on up and um then we have um, some household items with it on there, like mugs and things like that. So, so we're trying to take some of the artwork and put it on um, different items because not everybody might have enough wall space. So they might want something on a mug or, you know, a phone case or whatever. And um, so they can get it that way as well. And um, so, yeah, so we have both of those websites. And if you needed to get in touch with me, um, via email, it's propheticsgallery at gmail.com. 
So brilliant. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Well, it's been fantastic meeting with you again, Debbie. Um, Thank you. Uh, it's so yeah. good to talk to you, Rachel. Let's have a good conversation with you. Um, so I just wanted to end the interview with just praying for you and your business. Thank you. And um, you know, because it's been an absolute joy to spend time with you. Um, so I'll just close with prayer. And I just want to thank God for Debbie right now in the name of Jesus. And we just ask that you bless her work, this amazing work where you're getting your message out to people through images and art and that you're create, creating a platform for people to share their work and for your voice to be heard throughout the nation's God. And we just pray that Debbie gets her marketing sorted out and that people get connected and the right doors open in Jesus name and we just bless this ministry and her family and that you know you guide her and keep her safe in Jesus name amen amen thank you that was wonderful thank you nice. and Rachel's on our website so come <laughs> see her I yeah. love it it's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> I do, yeah, I need to pop on there, see how it's all doing. So yeah, yeah. send more, send more. <laughs> all right, then Debbie, well, speak soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. To see the resources mentioned in this episode, visit our website at theophanymedia.com forward slash Debbie. To support the show and join our patron community, where you'll get extra access and exclusive content, visit us at patreon.com forward slash creatively Christian. Creatively Christian is a product of Theophany Media. You can find out more at theophanymedia.com. This show is hosted by Brandon Hollingsworth, Andrea Sandifer, Dave Ebert, and Rachel Oxborough. Our logo is by Bill Brooks. Bill Brooks and Andrea Sandifer did our music. And Jake Dobrins produces and edits the show.